Mark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carroll to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. All the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic riddler. Breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour Breaking News Center. WSB. Depend on it. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree. The most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. He is the most connected man in Washington, D.C., the one and only Jamie Dupree, sir. How are you? Hey, Sean, how are you doing today? Uh, well, it looks like our beloved congressmen, senators, etc., they have a nice long summer vacation coming up, don't they? Well, the House is already gone. They uh, scattered out of Dodge yesterday. The Senate will stick around into next week, though I would bet that they'll have to put a curtain on things by about Wednesday so that three senators can get up for the debate or or the uh, the children's debate table, as I'm calling it, for the, uh, the early crowd. So uh, the House, yes, gone until September the 8th. The Senate getting out of town next week. And look, there's an awful lot of stuff that isn't finished, as usual, but I don't know. I've been around here a long time. I know the, the August break is, is something that everybody wants to protect, but it does seem to me like a, a big open hole. When people tell me that there's not enough time to get something done, I sort of roll my eyes, knowing that, for example, the House is basically out now for the next six weeks. Well, New York Times has an article today. Nearing recess, House and Senate put off difficult battles until the fall, which is not unusual, but there is a lot of uh, unfinished business. How many weeks do they get vacation now? Oh, I don't know what uh, the number Five? is. In, uh, you know, I mean, they're not in session a number of weeks. I mean, for example, the budget bills this year, uh, the GOP had a lot of hope that they could get the bills done. They actually got a lot of work done in committee in the Senate, but uh, the Democrats had made clear, and they did on, I think, two occasions, they filibustered spending bills in the Senate, so they're not going to get anywhere there. In the House, remember, uh, it was a few weeks ago that they put off work on the budget bills after that dust-up over uh, uh, provisions dealing with the National Park Service budget and the flying and display of the Confederate flag. They never really figured out behind the scenes how to proceed forward without more amendments from Democrats about the Confederate flag. So all that was put off to the side. So at this point in time, they've only passed six of the 12 budget bills that they usually do, which means in September we'll come back for yet another stopgap budget to keep the government running, the CR as it's known, and then have to put together an omnibus spending bill probably before Christmas. Unbelievable. And then they blame, if you look at these unnamed sources in this Harvard Kennedy School report on conservative of media, me, I mentioned 20 times in the piece, and they blame me for the fact that they can't get deals done. It's like, yeah, I'm that, not sure I'm that actually, I'd blame talk radio for the inability of Congress to do its spending work. I mean, you know, look, there may be people that uh, that think that they gin up arguments or something, but you could get the work done if you really wanted to. It might take an awful lot of work, though this year, the fact that uh, the Republicans don't have the 60 votes in the Senate really does create a problem. In fact, I was looking the other day because I was thinking as I was walking over here to the Capitol this morning, there was a, a, a an event going on outside in the park marking the 50th anniversary of the creation of Medicare. You know, you, you think about some of the big things that the Democrats have done over the years, whether it was creation of Medicare, Voting Rights Act, Social Security, the Obama health law, all those happened at a time when Democrats had huge majorities in the House, but especially in the Senate. And I, I meant to check this and I didn't. I don't think, when was the last time the Republicans had more than 60 members in the Senate? It's happened a number of times for it's Democrats. It's been a while. I can't remember. It's been a I while. I think it might be 1912. I think it's before World War One. And it, to me, it's just a reminder that while the Democrats have had sort of the planets align a number of times, when they've had major majorities, not just decent majorities, but huge majorities in the House and in the Senate after the New Deal election, uh, after uh, the, the Kennedy election in 60, and then even more in 64 when LBJ beat Goldwater, and then uh, the Obama election when they were able to get 60 in the Senate. It's a line for them, but never for the Republicans.
Republicans. I think the high watermark for the GOP in the last century is only about 55 members of the U.S. Senate. And bottom line is, if you don't have 60, you're not going to be able to do very much. You see these new Planned Parenthood videos and the court yep. decision trying to stop them? Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know how well... I do know how I would think if some of the uh, videos were taken in states where you have to have consent of the other person, there could be some legal issues there for this group. But uh, uh, the the broader point is that it's obviously created even more of a political stir. The latest video, the fourth one, came out just about the time that the Senate Majority Leader moved to go to this bill that would ban federal funding for Planned Parenthood. We're going to have a test vote on that on Monday. As of now, it looks like the Democrats will be able to filibuster that and, and the 60 votes that we just spoke about, the Republicans will not be able to get there. The, the, in the House, Speaker Boehner said again yesterday, and a number of members said this, that uh, they understand the push for a quick vote, and they didn't take one before they left town in the House. But I heard a number of Republicans that I interviewed yesterday who said that uh, they liked the idea of waiting on this because they think the weight of all these videos, and everybody knows that there's a lot more coming out still, they think the weight of the video will make it uh, in an investigation by two different House committees will provide even more leverage for them later this year. We have an update. We had Mark Meadows on the program yesterday after you joined us. Saw him downstairs, uh, went down to the the Speaker's lobby, and he was actually sitting, ironically, right where Speaker Boehner liked to sit years ago before he was Speaker. Well, apparently there was some, I guess, division among those that want Boehner out, and they thought this vacate the chair resolution that he was putting forward was, was not the right time, and now there's a split among them. Yeah, no, uh, it was really interesting to go down and talk to lawmakers yesterday on the Republican side. You had, as you would expect, you had loyalists to the Speaker rallying behind him. The Speaker himself said it was no big deal. But behind the scenes, there I spoke with a number of Republicans who had met earlier in the day with Meadows in a variety of meetings. And they, they didn't know about it happening until it came out the other night. But those who had actually been tipped off by Meadows tried to get him to stop. They argued that it would overshadow the legislative work being done by the GOP. It would overshadow the departure of the Congress, which it obviously did in the last couple of days. There were a number of people who voted against Boehner, even some who had been punished by Boehner earlier this year, saying that now is not the time for this. That would be better to wait until after the next election. Because for one, as we discussed yesterday, right now during the middle of a congressional session, if you're going to boot the speaker out, you're going to need the support of Democrats to do that. And there's a lot of Republicans that feel like this is an argument that should not include Democrats voting in it, that this should be the GOP picking whoever the leader is going to be. In fact, there are even some members, Sean... Well, it's interesting because that's not the standard that John Boehner uses when, when he wants to bypass conservatives in his caucus. He has no problem going to Nancy Pelosi and Democrats and getting the job done. Well, and that's what people said that Meadows was going to have to do then, was that he would need the votes of Democrats. Well, he learned from John Boehner then. Because you would need 218... And you can't get there unless you get some Democrats, because I don't see... Well, I told him that, and he agreed with that. By the way, it was interesting. We had people call us, uh, Congressman Massey and and Congressman Walter Jones and their staff emailed us and said they support Meadows. Yeah, they are two. There are three other members that have signed on to Meadows' resolution. One is Tom Massey of Kentucky. One is Walter Jones of North Carolina. And the other is Ted Yoho of Florida. So there are four people right now who are officially sponsoring that. And obviously there's some more behind the scenes, I think, who would vote for it. But there, I was struck by the number of Republicans yesterday who clearly don't want Boehner and would like to have somebody new. But a number of them said, you know what? He won. 
Everybody should just get behind him, stay behind him, and then if you want somebody new, you can run a candidate after the 2016 election. Now, you know, this was really interesting because, too, you, you step back from what we just went through here. We had a bit of an upheaval in the Senate as well. And what we had, you know, a handful of Republicans really just determined to force a change not only in the GOP leadership but a much more aggressive style overall as you've discussed repeatedly they're they're very vocal they're very good at getting attention they're very good at getting a lot of support on talk radio but both in the Senate earlier this week with Ted Cruz and Mike Lee and then with this move here with Mark Meadows what we saw was all that support all that yeah go do it and then little actual support for their moves in the halls of Congress. Well, we're going to see what happens. I don't think this is the end of the story. And as you said yesterday, we may look back at at what happened with Meadows as maybe the tipping point or the beginning of the end for Boehner. uh, But we'll see. Could be, but I would almost argue that even in a sense, McConnell and Boehner came out of this last week a little stronger than they than they started. We'll see. Um, Time will tell. Uh, Donald Trump, latest Quinnipiac University poll, has him with 20 percent nationally. Scott Walker, 13, Jeb Bush, 10, and a bunch of other people following there from 6 to 5 percent each. Yeah, and, and to me, the biggest number in that Quinnipiac poll, if we're talking just about the GOP field right now, was John Kasich jumping up to 5%. And because of that poll, and if he can get the same thing in another poll, I think the governor has a chance to force his way in as number 10 in the GOP field for the first debate next week. And we Fox still has not said what polls they're going to use, so you, you really don't know. But it seems to me that Kasich has been able to get some better poll numbers after his announcement last week, and he may push Rick Perry out. And the, the way I'm looking at it now, I don't think that Perry, Santorum, Jindal, Fiorina... Uh, Graham, Pataki, and Gilmore. I don't. I think that they might be on the outside looking in, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, for they're the still going to get a polls. prominent position. Sure, uh, they'll, they'll get uh, the children's debate table, as some are calling it. Yes, <laughs> that is so cold, dude. That is really cold. The well, children is. Well, it's not the children's debates schedule. Well, it's it, the the NIT then, the NIT version well, of the. Uh, and now the, we it's have not the NCAA. Now we have seventeen pe- people. I guess Gilmore is getting in. Yeah, actually, I looked on the uh, Federal Election Commission site today. There are actually 521 total candidates as of this morning who have declared that they're running for president. And Is my name fees. on there? I'm just checking. No, 129 Republicans, 80 Democrats, and I think 141 independents. And then there are 46 people who are labeled as other. And there are some other parties like the Federalist Party and others, uh, Green Party, that are in there. So, yes, actually over 500 candidates officially, but we're only paying attention to about 20 of them. We have the date for Hillary Clinton to testify before the Benghazi committee. That's October the 22nd. Yeah, that'll be a big day. Boy, that uh, that really will. And, um, you know, if it's just it's all going to be evidently one day, both not only about Benghazi and her reactions and, and what she did before and after as secretary of state. But then they'll get into the email situation as well. You know, uh, I, look, this will be high stakes for both sides. You and I both know that uh, it'll take just one little misstep by uh, either side to sort of frame this. I, I, I think it'll be very interesting to see what they come up with in the next couple of months. The, the biggest risk, obviously, for the GOP is that they don't really get anywhere with it and just sort of, uh, you know, publicly flog Hillary Clinton. And then it doesn't really come out looking that great. Well, but. she has another problem, too, because in early 2009, she was summoned to uh, Geneva 
to discuss an IRS lawsuit against UBS, and uh, apparently she and get the identities of Americans with secret accounts. And then within months, Clinton announced the tentative legal settlement, and from that point on, UBS's engagement quote with the Clinton Family Charitable Foundation donations by UBS to the Clinton Foundation grew from less than sixty thousand through two thousand and eight to a cumulative total of six hundred thousand. It just makes you shake your head because as a reporter, you just look at that and you just you see the tie that's there. You can't prove it, but you see the tie that's there. And that's almost like I would I would say, let's just assume for the sake of argument, Sean, that she gets the Democratic Party nomination. It would just seem as a reporter that every single person and every single group and every single government, anybody, any entity that gives money to the Clinton Foundation has to be looked at. And then you you wonder, are they thinking about getting access. I mean, even Donald Trump, when asked in the last few days why he gave money to uh, Hillary Clinton when she was running for Senate, why he gave money to her foundation, it was a transactional thing for him. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what it was. And I would assume others think the same way. Two other things that have come up. One is the possibility in this new Kessler book, he'll join us on TV tonight, that Bill Clinton has a, a girlfriend. And Donald Trump, following our prediction, I think both you and I agree that Joe Biden is likely to get into this race. Uh, and, and even Biden did pretty well, I thought I saw in that Quinnipiac poll against Republicans. I, I still think, you know, I, I get that Joe Biden's a, a Biden a at 13 percent. And a lot of people think, you know, he's he's sort of like the the, the foolish guy that you know a relative you bring in for thanksgiving crazy or uncle joe but you know he uh, he is a guy that you could drop off in any even medium-sized city in the united states and he could get out his cell phone and and have a bunch of people down there to join him real quick yeah. he's got a lot of ties and who knows who knows uh, whether he's going to get in but it is getting a little late i have to say when you start getting uh, I agree. almost to august I, why do i suspect uh, obama's probably encouraging that last point uh ron kessler on bill clinton he has a blonde busty mistress and as soon as hillary leaves chappaqua in she comes and she even has a nickname did you see that uh i did not sean yeah well anyway by the secret service okay the energizer okay code name energizer put the new york post on that let's go all right jamie dupree thank you sir in see washington you, sean. all right if you're out of work know somebody out of work well, I want to tell you, the last three years, it's the staffing industry that has added more jobs than any other industry in America. And each day, nearly three million people are employed by staffing companies. If you need a job, if you know somebody out of work, they're probably suffering. Pay very close attention because our friends at Express Employment Professionals now have 725 locations in 49 states they want to help those people in your life that don't have jobs. As a matter of fact, on any given day, ExpressPros.com has about 45,000 open positions in a variety of industries. And here's the best, best, best part. Express Pros will never charge any fee for any job seeker. They'll help you find work for free. Why? Because all these big companies, well, they rely on Express Pros to do the hiring for them. And you know what? If you're looking for part-time work, full-time work, work-from-home work, well, they're going to work with you to find the position that suits your specific needs. And you may want to remember that Express Employment Professionals has been ranked number one, the number one staffing franchise for the last four years on the Entrepreneur 500. If you need work or somebody you love, know, care about, needs work, go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. All right, quick break. We'll come back. News Roundup Information Overload is coming up as well as the latest on Cecil, the lion, straight ahead.
Obama's out on the golf course. Ow! Sean's right here with you three hours a day. Covering what matters for America. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.